4: Oh, I know.
1: Fog Cloud! This could go really dark. If Chaos Hammer says, no, I'm going to continue to be a terrorist. But it's the
0: heat of battle. These things happen. Oh, it's sexy,
1: though. Get him, Jack! You're bandits. If you wanted to be soldiers, you must miss the structure. Don't overstep with me.
0: Hear what we have to say. I really don't think this is a good idea. You shouldn't be going. I don't care what you're about no, to no, no,
1: say. No, 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 Jack, shut up! I don't know if
0: I'm going to be much help in there. I am not a smart dwarf.
4: Full stop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Cut that however you like.
3: Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is episode 73, Dig Your Own Grave. MVP
4: this week is Adam Kodega for his hilarious Twitter response to our episode released the other week showing Orc Splitters' elation at the prospect of murdering some orcs. Thanks, Adam.
3: Thank you. If it's within your means to do so, please consider supporting us on Patreon. We offer a variety of donor tiers with plenty of benefits for even the lowest dollar amount of support. Just this weekend, we released some behind-the-scenes content for Dice Shame, the campaign calendar that I've been keeping since the beginning of the show. Head over to Patreon and take a look for yourself.
4: Thank you so much for your support.
3: All right, should we do this?
4: Let's do it.
3: So I got some new pens (laughs) Oh, (laughs) that that. I'm really excited about. This is
4: the stage in COVID where we're talking about the pens we've gotten, because no (laughs) new things have happened. I'm
3: particular about my stationery. I like to have a specific... The pen has to feel right, you know? Oh, yes.
1: I 100% know, given that when we started this game, I had a little kit that I put that's just got all of the proper stationery for Jack in this thing. It's called
3: a pencil case, Rob. Wait,
1: for Jack or for Rob? No,
3: for... Well,
1: <laughs> I only use it when I'm playing Jack, so you, you tell me. What does it look like? Stationery stationary kit. I mean, it, it's, it's a little pencil case. It's just got a bunch of pencils that are perfect and the, the right pens of for course. it. Of
3: course. Did you guys draw on your pencil case at school? Oh, oh yeah. Cuz that was one of the prime areas for doodling for yeah. me, mm-hmm. yeah. The pencil case. Are you guys Love
4: pencil
0: it. RPG players or Ooh. pen? Uh taking notes is something that I've never really been great at, but <laughs> <a> pen- pencil <laughs> I make a lot of mistakes, so a pencil's Aww. good. I need to I need to erase things.
4: I only use these Sharpie pens. They're like the small stylus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're
0: the only pen I
4: have.
3: Yeah, you're even pickier than I am.
0: I'm even what? Who is the first one to evolve into Fountain tip pens. I've tried them and I don't like them.
3: See, I use them for calligraphy when I was in high school and yeah.
1: I used to work at Staples and there was like a, a
3: <gasps>
1: stationary heaven. <laughs> a fountain pen that was like a disposable fountain tip <laughs> pen, and I loved them, but they quit making them. But they were they were excellent. Mm. They were very fun to write with. Mm. I have
2: this um, blue pen that has someone else's <laughs> company name on it. Oh yeah, uh. and I, I just find it really.
4: It's my nice favorite one. one. It's a nice race. I don't give a fuck about a pen.
3: <laughs> no, so. he loves this pen.
2: Uh, I, yeah. do, I do actually like this pen. <laughs> but I don't uh, there are some pens I'm like, I can't write with this pen and I throw it across the room. Yeah. And some pens I'm like, I love this pen. But I don't, I will never go to a store and be like, I'm buying a pen.
4: Oh, interesting. Oh, Alex no, is the kind no. of RPG player who's like, it's just a fucking pen, guys. Who needs it? Oh, uh, uh, what's this character's name again? Wh- who Who is this? Where are we again? What's the name <laughs> of this? How do you spell that? Who is this? Where is that? What's the magic item I got? I need, what's my backpack?
3: I need to know what is on your pen, though, because if it's some, some random company.
2: PenTrans. PenIsland.com. <laughs> not, not anything to do with a pen, but it's double N's. PenTrans.
3: What? PenTrans? Pen tran-
2: transportation Company. Oh wow.
3: uh, yeah! All right. Well. from Bolton, some
1: free advertising on Dice Shame and Trans. Yes. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> all your transportation needs. That'll be five hundred dollars. Transport <laughs> pens mostly. <They'd>, only <laughs> pens. <laughs> only yeah, pens pens they only pens. Only pens from Pennsylvania transport. transported wherever you it's want. Sort of a vicious circle. <laughs> 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 we'll cover the brokerage fees. Don't even worry about
4: it. It's silly that's how right. crummy this pen is. Considering that's all they transport. <laughs> the only time I will throw a pen is if it's a twisty bottom. I hate. Twisty called clicky oh. top. I like clicky tops. I like Ooh, capped, but twisties lids
1: top. lids are good.
4: Yeah, I'm but so like with you, you those twisties where you write and then and then they slowly start twisting Ooh. back <laughs> and like the it starts going
0: away. Mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, what? the ones that I don't like are the ones where you have the four different colors on each side, and you have to like use your <gasps> nail to oh, those pull are down. I yeah. like
3: that one. You I like have one that of those one? That work? Yeah, because it's got four different colors. So instead of just crowding my pocket protector with different colors of pens, I can just have one. Like that, pocket
4: the, protector.
3: Oh, the pocket protector is one of the most important things at my work. Oh, that sure. Everyone has with
4: your calculator and your no,
3: glasses
4: and yeah. I'm to really <laughs> a cliche nerd things, but I, I know you're a scientist, so it, it sort of undercuts my. Point. I need it. Yeah. Right.
3: The He's worst like part of your morning is when you lean over to get something and your pocket protector spills all of your pens and pencils. Uh, and A common problem
4: out. that we all face.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> you need it. Oh, no, my pocket
3: protector. Shut up.
0: Has this ever happened to you? My pocket is no longer protected.
3: <laughs> it gives my pocket an AC of 21. Joe's nice. like one of those
4: black and white infomercial clips where the yeah. woman bends over and everything comes falling. That's out of
3: actually pockets. my life. And, she's like, yeah. and
4: then she just deadpans the camera like, I'm trying to
3: make a sandwich and I end up with half of it all over. <laughs> all right, you guys want to play some D and D? Yeah! Yay! So you boys are off to have a serious talk with Captain Nurgle Chaos Hammer after just having decided where you all stand morally, ethically, spiritually, physically, physically, undeniably, and reliably mm. dead. Um. So, what do you want to? Do
4: I suppose we head to Chaos Hammer.
3: Yeah, you guys ask around maybe until someone's able to tell you where to find him.
4: Yeah. Well, we met him in the keep at first. Mm. So yeah, we try for the keep first. Yeah. Cool, yeah. I feel like it's a solemn walk too. Like yeah. we're kind of mm-hmm. like- It's quiet. We're still not sure exactly what the right move is. I think we're excited and nervous. Chaos Hammer is an imposing figure. Mm. Yeah,
1: because it could also, this could go really dark. If Chaos Hammer oh, yeah. says, no, I'm going to continue to be a terrorist, we can't let that happen. Well, Jack can't. We'll we'll stand in the back. Get him, Jack. Don't want to get
4: fiery things. We <laughs> <laughs> just push them forward.
3: When you guys arrive at the keep in the center of town, there's a bunch of sleeping dudes, kind of sleeping off a drunk from the night before. A couple of them are are wound in some bandages, but Dude. most of them are just kind of passed out.
4: Yeah, we step over them. Yeah. yeah. No,
3: no chaos hammer. Yeah,
4: I mean, let's uh, kick one of them awake. Probably.
3: He's like, ugh. What?
4: Who is this? Do I recognize them?
3: Yeah, it's the one who was uh, trying to cheat at Dice with you.
4: The jerk. Oh. And, a bit. you know, Red's a bit put off, and he's like, where's Chaos Hammer?
3: How should I know? I was sleeping.
4: And Red, like, bends down. You're a soldier, aren't you? Where would he be?
3: Uh, outside. I don't know fine.
4: And I climb up on the roof. I have great vision. I'm observant. So I'll take a look around and see if I can't spot him in the...
3: Roll perception.
4: Oh, what time is it?
1: Anyways. Two hours after dawn. 9.30 exactly. (laughs) 23.
3: Reg, you see that there's a trail of the captain's discarded armor and weapons that leads to a stark pile of fresh dirt on the snow about 100 yards to the northeast of the town.
4: Like he's stripped his armor?
3: Yeah, he's taken his armor off, or someone has. Weird.
4: Yeah, and I hop down and I say, his arm has been stripped. What? This way. And I head. Yeah, follow suit.
3: As you approach this discarded armor and this pile of dirt, you hear a grunt, and then there's a fresh spray of earth up into the air. You notice that there's like a shoulder deep hole, and he's been like digging. He peers up at you out of this hole. He's stripped to the waist again, almost naked, covered in a slick of sweat, and he's got this big shovel and he's just busy digging this big hole. Ground is frozen.
2: I feel like Doran's a little bit wide-eyed
4: and bewildered, like, has this guy lost his mind? Is everything all right, Captain? Do you need help?
3: N- not right now. I'm, j- I'm just busy. W- what do you want?
4: Uh, we, we want a moment of your time to, to speak. Okay. What, 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 are you, what are you digging for, Chaos, Chaos Hammer?
3: We don't have the advantage of the Citadel's defenses here in Jalanthar, so it makes sense to take care of that ourselves. Well,
4: uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Can we pull your ear for a second? And I reach a hand down to offer him a hand up. He
3: bats your hand away, and he keeps digging. He's like, I'm listening.
4: And I sort of nervously look to Doran. Uh, Doran pulls his uh,
2: water pouch off his side, and he hands it to Chaos Hammer, and he says, Chaos Hammer, it would be uh, truly appreciated if you would give us uh, some of your attention for for just a moment.
3: Yeah, so he'll like take your water skin, and he takes a brief mouthful and then sprays some of it all over his face and then shakes like a dog. And you guys are all sort of splattered in mm. dirt, dirty water, just clods of earth. And, uh, he hands it back to you and then sort of does like a, you know, those cool hoists <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when someone's like getting out of a Oh, p-
0: parkour, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: when someone's getting out of a pool, but like not sexy, he just does it like real strong.
4: Oh, it's sexy though. I mean, yeah. Oh, <laughs>
0: he, can it not he, be this sexy? guy
3: can't help it. He's got
4: long red hair. He's like <laughs> spinning his hair around he the does. water, dripping beads the off sweat. Anyway,
3: he gets out of the hole, and it's awesome next. somehow because he's a captain. <laughs> and then he's just like leaning on this shovel. He's sort of breathing a little bit heavy, but uh, yeah, he's you know surveying the ground around him. Anyway, so what is it,
4: <sighs> Captain? There is a tear within the dwarven kingdom. Why have you left Citadel Adbar? When when we arrived, you mentioned that the king would be happy to have you sit on your hands rather than do something. What exactly happened?
3: Citadel Adbar has stood in the cold of the ice mountains for almost 18 centuries. It's a, a vast fortress. He looks off into the distance at the mountains. I miss it. But, as you say, I couldn't stand idly by. The Dragon Wars, and he looks at you, Doran, are severely depleted the populations of the dwarves in all the citadels to such a degree that most of the other races failed to even fully realize how many of our brethren were slain and cut down. Aye. King Harbram led his knights into a fierce battle against the orc hordes invading from the Silver Marches where he and his soldiers fell in vast and terrible numbers, and his throne was inherited by his son, Harneth. You remember this, Dorne? You were there. I do. It was terrible for our people to lose so many, but I think it's for that reason that the North is free right now. We survived, but the battles winnowed the number of troops, of citizens such that the halls of Citadel Adbar stand cold and quiet now. "'The king is reticent to lend his armies to fight this new threat, these giants. "'He would have me sit in the citadel with the rest of the knights of the Mithril shield "'and with the iron guard, and defend its battlements. "'Time after time, I would come to King Harnath and plea for him "'to send out the knights of the Mithril shield, to eliminate this giant threat.' And the king said no. He stands by that decision.
4: Well, how do you know he stands by that decision still? Because Uh,
3: he told me so.
4: Yes, but how long ago? Months? Weeks? Years? Months. Months. Mm -hmm. Months ago.
3: The king declared me an outcast. Ah. I'm no longer welcome at the Citadel.
4: He declared you an outcast because you did something that you felt was right. A feeling that we each can sympathize with. You took it upon yourself to do something when no one else would. However, Mm -hmm. the problem is different now. As you said yourself, you've killed dozens in that short amount of time. The king can no longer deny the threat to the north. And furthermore, without having a unified force, the dwarven people will surely continue to splinter. The king must see this. Have you considered how this would reflect on the dwarven kind? There's an important point being made here. Evelyn is viewing the actions that your rogue group is taking. Unifying under one banner, at the very least, will allow you to tackle all of these problems together. I'm sure the king will see reason, especially if we decide to support that. We have some clout at this time. Perhaps we can use that to our advantage to talk to the king.
3: And he's like thoughtfully... Rock-busting with his shovel. He's, like, using the point of it to chip off big pieces of rock from this stone that's kind of at his feet. Just takes a minute to just hack this stone to pieces.
4: You must miss it. You must miss a sense of being home.
3: You're wrong. I don't feel a longing to return. I know that this is my duty. Whether the king can see it or not. He's bullheaded, Stubborn even for a dwarf. And if you can sway his mind into supporting myself and the Knights of the Mithril shield, then, well, maybe I would consider it.
1: I don't think he'll support bandits. He might support soldiers, but I don't think he'd support bandits. What did you call me? Look at what you're doing. Mm. This hole is a perfect metaphor. You're off on your own digging a hole. We built a whole wall yesterday, and here you are. Your soldiers aren't even helping you. They're off sleeping their drunk asses off in town over there because you can't even get them behind you because you're bandits. If you wanted to be soldiers, you must miss the structure of fighting a campaign that you can win, of having a plan and a strategy and
3: attack. Of course I miss it. Of course I miss it. It's been a long time since I've felt respected. What is a dwarf to do? In the face of this evil, I'm doing what I know.
1: But you don't have to do it alone.
3: And he just stands there.
2: Dorian kind of takes a deep breath and stares off into the morning light. Takes a deep breath and looks back into Chaos Hammer's eyes and he says, uh, I am not a smart dwarf.
4: Full stop. (laughs) (laughs) I am not a smart dwarf. Barovia. Anyway, so there's another (laughs) thing that we want (laughs) to...
2: I am not a smart dwarf, but I am a caring dwarf, and I've learned a lot from these people. I also know that I can't see any more death of our kind, Chaos Hammer. Take our help. Hear what we have to say. Hmm. We're not against you.
4: You don't have the support of your king. You don't have the support of the people of this land. You have taken what is not yours under some guise of justice. You need to seriously think about what you're doing and how it reflects not just you, but the dwarves. Everything you do without the support of your king is as a bandit, is as an outlaw, is as an outcast. Work with us to convince the king that this goal is noble, our support, your experience. Reunite with him. And then what you're doing no longer becomes banditry, it becomes your purpose. You become a captain again. That is what I meant by home previous. I, I was using a vague term, but I was obviously too... I should have been much more literal. I didn't mean the comforts of home bed. I meant returning to what you do best, being a captain of an army.
3: Here's my offer. I will stay here in Jalanthar with my troops until the month of Hammer, Deep Winter. And we will cease our stealing of supplies and banditry, as you call it, until then. And in that time, you will speak with the king. And if you can convince him to take us back into the fold, then I will speak with him.
2: Hmm. Hmm. So we've got like a month. Is that right?
3: Hammer is the January analog, and we're in Uctur, the rotting, November. So you've got like two months. Two months. That's okay. plenty of time. <laughs> Basically saying that they'll hibernate here and not cause any more trouble until January. If you guys can get through to the king and convince him mm. to support their army at that time, then he'll go under the king's banner again.
4: I mean, it's a stopgap. At the very least, it's something to stop them from doing what they're doing today.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. If that's the extent of your imagination that you can do nothing or be a bandit, sit here and do nothing. That's definitely our preference. But you could be trying to figure out where the giants are and what they're doing and collecting information. You could be putting together something so you've got a plan. You can
3: dig a hole in the ground, wizard. I can. Don't overstep with me. And I'll see to it that my men are worked harder. Tabaxi, your arrows sang true last night, even in the darkness. I have some soldiers who could benefit from your expertise. Report down to the river, south of here. Right. Help them hone their skills.
4: Sure, right. Uh, And I give a nervous look to the other three, especially Jack.
0: (laughs) Just. Kraloth pats Red's back and gives him a reassuring nod that it'll
4: be okay. Yeah, yeah, and Red leaves.
3: Cleric, Mm. some of my men were terribly injured last night. The keep in the center of towns occupied by some soldiers who are still in need of healing. Go see to it that they're cared for.
0: Of course. Krailov clunks off.
3: Wizard, your trench and berm effectively funneled the giants and orcs towards our position last night. If we hadn't the mound of earth you'd sculpted, we could have been surrounded. Look. And he picks up a twig and starts drawing in the snow. This is where I want you to dig next. Here and here. We'll have sharpened stakes inside some trenches. this one here, this will be for oil. Shouldn't take you long. Did somebody say
1: steak and oil? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't I don't I I think I'm just gonna scowl with this guy. He can he can take the win.
3: Doran, come with me. There's some armor I want you to see to. Ah. And he walks off looking over his shoulder to make sure you're following him. Okay. So, Doran, he leads you to one of the grass-covered hovels kind of nearby and down a short set of stairs, dirt stairs, into a room lit by torches. Someone's dragged a large table into the center of the room, and it's covered with scrolls of parchment and writing utensils and candles and maps. Captain Chaos Hammer takes a seat in a wooden chair behind the table, his feet dangling six inches off the floor, and he gestures for you to stand at ease. And I do. Your friends are silver tongued. You're lucky to count yourselves in their company, even if they aren't dwarves.
2: Yes, they are.
3: He toys with a signet ring absent mindedly. Mogir Enter. An older dwarf, salt and pepper hair, shuffles in from an adjoining room. He's holding a cold weather hat, twisting it in his rough hands. Mogir flametender has been a knight of the Mithril Shield for over two hundred years. He's unquestionably one of the company's bravest and most trustworthy soldiers. Late last night, Mogir came to me with a strange story about our guest, Doran Ironfist. He was reminded of a tale of blood and battle, of courage and cowardice. A story you told last night by Firelight, Dorn. That fateful day you cleft the top from the mountain, stunted Danlin's Peak, when you smote the bodies of your foes below you, was madness, the way you tell it. You're a hero deserving adulation and praise. Mogir recalls the event differently. He says that your boulder crushed countless enemies, but among those, friends. You killed your brothers that day, Doran. You murdered eleven dwarves. And thanks to a deficit of witnesses, you've yet to be put on trial. That is until Mogir came forward. And he sits back in his chair, crossing his thick forearms over his chest, looking at you carefully.
2: Oh, shit. Doran looks around. His face doesn't change much.
3: As you know, the punishment for such a wanton massacre of your fellow dwarves will be harshly dealt. I'm sure you'll agree with me that would be unfortunate, given the dedication you have to your current mission. I don't want to turn you in, Doran. You're too good a giant slayer, too close to my own heart. But especially considering what you were all saying about bringing the king and me back into agreement, it could be seen as treasonous were I to hide you from justice.
2: Doran kind of looks down, ashamed, and not looking in the eyes of Chaos Hammer or Mogir. But it's the heat of battle. These things happen. The mistakes are made. You think you think I want to live with that? You think I want to live with the lives of those dwarves on my hands? They were my friends. They were my my soldiers.
3: Things happen in battle sometimes, Doran. But this is dwarven law. I know.
2: I know. I. You must do it. You must do.
3: He pushes a folded piece of parchment across the table towards you, nodding at its contents. This tale, such as it is, need not leave this room. If you did me a favor, Doran, something that would lend my trust to you.
2: Doran sort of puts his finger on the parchment and slides it the rest of the way across the table, picking it up.
3: It's a letter of recommendation. It just outlines that you and your friends are aware of the actions and the intentions of the Knights of the Mithril shield. That you agree what we're doing is necessary for the good of all. I'm sure I'll never have to show it to anyone. Just sign the letter, Doran. No one has to know about your accident.
2: That's awesome. Oh, that's so good. Uh, So essentially, this is putting me into one of these moral situations, eh?
3: Yeah, and you read it. It's, It's a very short letter. It says, we the undersigned are aware of the actions of the Knights of the Mithril Shield and do wholeheartedly endorse them. Any assistance or contribution would be made with great appreciation and with our gratitude. The Nightstone 4, Red-Handed Robin, Jack Page, Kraloth of Barovia, Doran Ironfist.
2: And there's one signature spot? You fucker.
3: Uh, it's just under the Nightstone 4.
0: Hmm.
2: Doran takes the parchment. He looks at Mogir and Captain Chaos Hammer and he folds the parchment and tucks it into his breast pocket and turns and attempts to leave.
3: What do you think you're doing?
2: I won't sign it right now.
3: That's not the deal, Doran. (sighs) And he stands up from behind the table and walks around to the front. Where'd you get that axe, Doran? Orc splitter. It's a fine weapon. It is. Historical, isn't it? It is. Did you go tomb raiding yourself, or did you pay someone for it? Chaos Hammer,
2: I'm feeling a bit attacked here.
3: And I felt the same way when you came on me in my hole this morning. Uh, How's it feel, Doran?
2: Feels a little different when it's blackmail. It feels a little dirty, Chaos Hammer. I'm not gonna lie.
3: Sign the paper, Doran. I won't sign the paper.
2: Doran retrieves the paper from his pocket Mm -hmm. and tears it cleanly in half, dropping the two halves on the floor. You can send your people after me. Do what you will. But I'm leaving.
3: Just then, a dwarven patrol comes running in. Two men... Totally out of breath, red in the face. Captain, Captain Frost Giant spotted. He's coming down from the mountains now. If we move fast enough, we should catch him this time, sir. And Chaos Hammer gives you one hard, long look, Doran, and then brushes past you. To arms! To arms! Hunting party!
2: Doran rushes
4: out.
3: Mm-hmm. Dwarves are scattering like mice here and there, buckling on armor, taking up their weapons, where are you guys? What's happening?
4: Yeah, I think Red hears it as he's like training some dwarves to use bows down by the river and he cocks his head towards Chaos Hammer who's yelling and Red starts running towards them. Yeah, Kraloth is is rushing
0: behind this one dwarf who's got a severe limp and he's half bandaged up. He says, I really
1: don't think this is a good idea. You shouldn't be going. And the guy's just <laughs> brushing me off. Jack's mostly just bitching to Kieran and glad for any distraction from doing what Chaos Hammer told him to. He was doing it but he was pretty pretty aggrieved in only the way a privileged noble from Waterdeep can be when they're given orders by a dwarf.
3: You were doing a cantrip, but pretending it was a ritual, like you had to take 10 minutes every time you had to cast
1: (laughs) it. I I mean, there is something cathartic about throwing a five-foot cube of earth around just to be like, this fucking dwarf doesn't know whatever. Like, just just (laughs) ranting. I don't know why I picture you holding a shovel. I mean, I, th- I think he must have a shovel as part of an implement of it, right? Just trial. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got <laughs> his little like tactical. It's one of the components. You, you sure you can use a wand or an orb? But when it comes right down to it, he he wanted to get right in the dirt. Good,
3: that's very Jack.
1: Fuck, and but but yeah, hearing the distraction, he's happy to go find the rest of the folks and, and see what's going on. So I feel like I see you all kind of across
2: the
4: field as I come out of this place. Yeah, Red runs up. He's like, ah, arms, I guess. L- let's do this. And he, like, readies his bow. Ah, Red, wait. No, I'm like, no time, Dawn. We need to move. I
1: don't care about your bullshit. What story you got going on?
4: I don't want to give you time to explain. It's I one want, ice I want giant. To... <laughs>
1: we,
2: let, let's take this opportunity and, and keep moving. They, they've got their rabble. They've got their band.
3: You see as Chaos Hammer is talking to, like, 10 dwarves, and they're like, we've seen this frost giant before. It's time to take him down finally. Let's go. And they start heading out.
1: Hold up. You've seen him before? What's he look like?
3: What do you mean what does he look like?
1: What's he wearing on his head? Oh.
3: It's a funny hat.
1: A funny hat, like a like a white dragon skull funny hat? I mean yeah, it's a skull.
0: Oh <laughs> fuck. Fuck. Alright.
3: Let us take this. Wait, one. wait, 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 wait. What Well, we mean to kill all giants, so Yeah, but we're gonna go do that now. But maybe you should finish your defense. Just gonna first. go kill what? him. No questions asked.
4: Oh fuck. We need to stop them, and Red runs after them.
3: Chaos Hammer turns on you. Don't interfere, and you can tag along.
4: Right, okay. We're
3: gonna do whatever the hell we Jack, need No, no, no,
4: no, no, Jack, shut up! Jack. No, it's, we'll tag along. Red yells at you.
0: All right, <laughs> Kralosh. Kralosh. Kralosh? <laughs> Sounds like, Sounds like a... some sort of, like, East European. <laughs>
4: Kralosh. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm Krelosh. <laughs> 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 this is my brother, Kralosh. I'm from Barovia. Brovia. <laughs> Brovia. Uh, Kraloth uh, beckons you over uh, hushedly, and it's like,
1: what is, what is, should I be remembering something? Who's this ice giant? Yeah, the that the, you know, the, the dragon who told us that we needed to go it's find- It's the frost
4: giant that will tell us everything. Ooh. We can't let them kill this frost giant. But Jack- we can't let them know that we want to save it yet. Yeah, it's just going to be a fight. We need to figure out a way to coyly be a scouting party before them. We we can't just outright say you don't do it.
3: So these dwarves are fucking running. Yeah, now. we're yeah. moving as well. You're we're removing... talking moving.
0: Hey, hey, wait a second. And uh, Kreloff reaches into his pocket. He pulls out. What was it? A berry? Oh, the, oh, the, the invisibility, invisibility berry. Fairy. Yeah. 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 Oh. I wouldn't be fast enough to to make use of this. But but red, if you want to do some scouting. This might be the way to do it unseen.
1: The berries—that's a—that's a a great idea. Here we've got eight total. I'll give everybody two of them, and now we should be able to to use them to our best advantage.
3: So these invisibility berries—the silver berries that uh, Thera gave to you—last up to one hour. Yeah. uh, Until you take an attack.
1: You just gotta get to the giant first, convince him to eat a berry, and then meet us somewhere. Ooh. Oh. Convince the giant to take a berry.
4: Oh, I know. Fog cloud! And I fire fog cloud around all of us.
0: (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Everybody roll a million die. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah, we're like running, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's freezing. The dwarves keep a brisk pace, but you're able to match them, and soon everyone is just sweating with exertion, jogging through the snow.
4: Everyone is faster than them now, including Doran, because he has his mobile feet. Yeah. So we could make it wherever we're going fast enough. So you know what I'll do? Red's running along. He's like, hold on, guys. Stop, stop, stop. And, like, everyone has to stop for a second. Yeah. Just, just, just trust me. And Red flops down on the snow and just sits there for a few seconds. And he's like, we should get out of here. Just, we should just, take
2: this uh, opportunity to
3: leave. Just wait. Just wait. And, like, one of the dwarves looks back and sees you guys. And he's like, I have a migraine. Keep going. Keep going. And then the dwarves kind of, like, jog out of view, like, over the hills.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And then Red pops up in a flurry of snow and he points as the crow flies, which is just a little bit off the direction of where the dwarves were running. And and he's like, that way. And and we run like just a little bit to cut them off almost.
3: Mm -hmm. So you guys gain the true location of this giant. Fuck yeah. And with Red's direction, you start off on just a a small tangent. Nice. uh, But hopefully the faster way around.
4: Yeah, and Red again, you know, his hunter sense just emanating from him. He's leading you guys through the trees and the wilderness, really running without holding anything back. And he's I'm just, just like picturing leaping you with from like tree to tree.
3: Bright eyes oh, like, yeah. scampering Kieran, through the snow. Kieran, keep an eye on Red.
4: <laughs> Red so often contains his speed and stuff just because it doesn't benefit us, but now he's going full throttle. He's just Maybe you're on all fours. through. Oh yeah! Right. Absolutely. That's and funny. running on all Feast fours mode, just like rules. a cat.
3: Yeah. Beast mode. <laughs> <laughs> beast mode. red you lead your companions through the foothills of the nether mountains i'm picturing like drone footage of you guys fucking running so we see red in the distance and he's leading tracks and you guys are following and kieran's yeah. up in the sky soaring
2: oh and the drone also shows like the pack of dwarves going this direction yeah and, like the yeah, three yeah. of us four of us going this direction
3: Exactly. So we have like a little bit of a bird's eye view. And Red, you stop in a stand of pine trees where you have view over a snow laden valley. And this is where your companions catch up to you.
4: I figure we each bump into each other, like, duh, duh, <laughs> and then we all fall over the hill. <boosting> ah! no, uh, Land at the feet of the ice giant. Uh, uh.
3: <laughs> through the stand of pines, you see a distant figure of a lone giant striding confidently through the snow. <laughs>
4: Do we have eyes on the dwarves at all? Like
1: do we know how close Kieran, they Kieran, can you go fly and f- keep an eye on the dwarves just so we know how l- what long we have? Sure, boss. Take the sundial.
3: We've got a couple minutes. <sighs>
1: minutes. All right, let's go and I run
4: full speed towards the frost giant.
3: You guys break cover and run across yeah, with this my hands dally. like
4: up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm like waving them back and forth.
0: Kraloth is huffing and puffing as he catches up with Red, and uh, he says, I don't know if I'm going to be much help in there, and he's going to cast Guidance on Red. Oh, nice. Good
4: call. And yeah, Red's going to run right up.
3: The giant's head turns quickly to regard your party. He raises his axe and then lowers the weapon again.
4: Red just like skids to his knees in the snow, and he's like,
1: Friendly! Friendly, we're friendly.
4: He says it in giant.
1: I think Jack puts up his hands and an illusion of the word we're friends shows up above his head in giant just to be like, we're, we come in peace.
2: Doran's following the lead of, of you two and holding his hands up in the air as he runs through the snow.
4: And Red, like through pants, is like, there's a slew of dwarves coming. They are not friends of ours, but they do mean to do you harm. Is there a way that you can hide yourself
3: quickly? We have options if you don't. The giant scratches his beard. We don't want bloodshed.
4: And I say that with a seriousness, and I'll happily roll persuasion. Please. Only a dirty 20. hey Oh. hey Hey oh.
3: As you look up at him, Reg, you see him for the first time. Your first look at a frost giant is an impressive one. This creature stands taller than the fire giants you'd seen, probably somewhere around 22 feet tall. He's heavily armored in hammered metal and leather and the white-furred hide of some large arctic creature. He carries a wicked-looking great axe, at least 12 feet tall. His skin is gray-blue with a long white beard and a serious face protrudes from the jaws of a dragon skull perched on his head, worn as a fearsome helm. His biceps are wider than any three of you put together. He looks down at you, Red, way, way down, and he says, Let us stay in peace. Come.
4: Cool. Yeah, and Red like stands up. Oh, 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 right. But we need to move quick. And I feel like we look over and like, you know, just on the distance, maybe even. There we can see the Mm -hmm. figures.
3: You start to hear them shouting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh Krayloff looks down at all of the footprints in the snow and says, uh, is this going to be a problem, Red?
4: I'll cast Pass that Trace. Poof!
3: Cool, so you guys leave no footprints, but we're still all standing in the middle of this valley. So he's, like, walking quickly towards some trees, but this dude is 22 feet tall.
4: I- is there nowhere nearby that we can hide or be at peace?
1: The doors are, are about a minute that way. We got to make a call quick.
3: Follow me. And he strides quickly through the snow, to a copse of trees. Cool. And uh, with Pass Without Trace active, Red, we're leaving no footprints.
4: Yeah, we cannot be tracked by magical means and everybody, including him, gets a plus 10 to their stealth.
3: Let's all roll a stealth check, shall we?
4: All right. Eight. Dice. Okay. Plus Ooh, 10. Yeah. Correct.
3: Okay. I got 16 with the plus 10. Not great.
4: I got 25. You got a 29. 23. And 21.
3: After about a minute, we hit the trees and this frost giant just he moves into the woods and then settles down with his back against this huge oak tree. And he mm. kind of like shifts his limbs so that he's hard to be seen from the back. Are we safe now?
4: And Red just puts up a finger to his lips. And he's like Shh
1: Kieran, where are they at?
3: Yeah, you hear Kieran's voice in your head. They've reached the valley, boss. They're confused, I guess because the giant's tracks just disappear. Let's just wait them out. hmm Yeah. A tense, five minutes pass.
2: As Doran watches from the edge of the forest, looking out at the dwarves, the confused pack of dwarves, he looks down at his unit officer's ring and recalls what just took place in the town and how he's
4: going to deal with it.
3: I think they just kind of stomp around the valley for a little while and then head back home.
4: Yeah, and once they're long gone, we stand up. <sighs> Hello, what's your name?
3: <laughs> I'm Harshnag.
4: Harshnag. My name is Red. This is my best friend Doran, and my best friend Kraloth, and my best friend Jack. We are destined to find you. A great green scrying dragon told us that you show us the spine of the world. Also, we're meant to reorder the ordning.
3: Well, this is a lot of information. Yeah, we.
1: sorry, we... Throwing at you all at once there. It's It's been a long week.
3: So Harshnag, this huge frost giant, stands up and dusts himself off. He's like a height with some of the trees in this forest. Shit. This dude's fucking huge. Yeah, he's massive. Um, so we only
4: come up to his knee.
3: Yeah, you're about knee height to this giant. Yeah, I would have
4: decimated these dwarves.
3: Well, that's the thing. And so he's like, do you know those dwarves? They're hunting me.
4: They're good Hearted, but they're idiots, they're misguided. Jack is just grumpy, he's been a little brat since Everland. Mm. You've encountered them before, <laughs> Fuck Everland.
3: Yes, I've seen them before.
0: Well, foes such as you, I mean, you you wouldn't have a problem dealing with those dwarves, I imagine. It would just be a nuisance to you, would it not?
3: I don't intend to kill small folk. My kind have a bad enough reputation as it is. We're
4: really happy to, to hear that. We've had our fair share of run-ins with hill giants and stone giants and even a fire giant but we've yet to meet your kind and we're really happy to be here we were told that you'd be able to share some information with us as as i said we're here to reshape the ordning and and we're hoping that maybe you could shed some light on on some of these points
3: his face registers a look of surprise for one so small you are well versed in the cares of giants
4: a cloud giant told us that we were fated to do this, so basically, you know, God ordained. Wink, wink.
3: Is that so? He looks around thoughtfully, nodding to himself. <laughs> well, yes, I, I can tell you about the ordning if that's what you're curious about.
4: Please. Yeah. But do you think we
0: should get out of the cold? <laughs> He's like looking at us icicles in his frost Uh, giant beard. mm -hmm. Cold.
3: (laughs) Why don't you walk with me? It'll keep your blood moving. He takes a couple of quick strides through the woods and then looks back behind him and sees you guys sort of struggling to keep up and he modifies his stride to allow you to follow him off into the depths of this winter wood. (laughs) I think we're about to learn a
4: whole lot about Giants. Thanks again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Christopher Ryan Evans, Mitchell Cadwell, Jessica Orit, Colin Burkhart, Daniel, Doug, Katie Orit,
1: and Merlin. See you next week! Doran, how dare you hide that from us. Bad Doran. Bad Doran. I think Doran,
2: character-wise, he's so humble. He doesn't like to boast his own. Um, Other than the story he told last night about, and also the, the
3: fact hard. that like everyone knows about how good of a That's craftsman he is. I don't, <laughs> uh,
1: well, till he gets in the cups.
2: But I don't. But even in past situations, I don't walk in saying, "I'm Doran Ironfist." Blah 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 blah.
1: No, he waits till it's most impactful.